Welcome to Shortcuts to Mastery. I'm your host, Maria Henning, and in my universe, life is for growth and time is for bending. So hop in, my friend, buckle up, and let's get into it. What's up, my friend? Welcome back. Oh, I'm super excited. This is the first episode of this podcast where I just get to do what I actually want to do in the podcast, which is just stream of consciousness, chat it out and share some of the behind the scenes, uh, be able to expand more on topics that I already talk about, say on my Instagram or emails and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to this one. We're going to be chatting about some of the things that I've been thinking about as I've been launching my brand new Gene Keys reader training, the master key around things like thought leadership, creating content that people really resonate with and everything around my launch. So let's get into it. It's funny as I like get ready to say the things I want to say, I'm noticing a lot of just vulnerability coming up um, and and like a sensitivity around that. And And over the weekend I was at, I went to a lot of concerts, which was really fun. And during one of those concerts, I went with my friend Nikki and she was she had listened to the first uh, episode of this podcast, which is an hour and a half on my story. And she was like saying things to me from that podcast, like, oh, you know, be, like whatever that guy or, um, you know, be, I was also like an atheist, whatever. And it just struck me that I like it didn't hit me until that moment that I just put out an hour and a half of like kind of intimate details about my life to the world to see forever. I mean, you can take down podcasts, sure. I don't have any intention to do that, though. Um, And it wasn't until that moment, which was like several days after publishing and several days after lots of people were really excited about the podcast and and sharing and rating and reviewing and just sending really nice messages that I realized, oh my God, all these people have listened to like some pretty intense details about my life. So um, I just thought that that was I'm just noticing it coming up again right now and it's just it's interesting but that's actually something that i really value and like something that i value receiving from other people is that transparency and that honesty and is something that i just know that that i love to provide as well in my programs i like once you buy a program with me or or work with me i'm very much a person that's like ask me literally anything and i will answer any question Um, because i think it's really important i'm someone that learns by seeing that learns by watching someone else do it and kind of reverse engineering it so i want to provide as much transparency as possible so that you can also learn if that's the way that you learn Um, and i just think that it like i don't know i it's like, it's the most magnetic thing. I remember years ago listening to uh, a To Be Magnetic podcast right when I was getting into my whole spirituality journey again. So we're talking like 2019 and hearing Lacey talk about how the most magnetic thing is to be yourself. And like, that's what we're attracted to. And that's what we, I think she said, like, that's what we like can't tear our eyes away from or something like that. We can't take our eyes off of it. And it's so true. And it doesn't mean that you know, you need to be sharing like every single intimate detail of your life. But I do, at least for myself, I do really value giving a lot of transparency as much as feels comfortable for me. And turns out a lot of a lot of transparency feels comfortable for me. As a quick Gene Keys aside, my the sphere of my attraction in the Gene Keys, which is the sphere of like magnetism and fortune and sexuality, the thing that attracts to you the right people at the right time that are going to help you to carry out your purpose for me is Gene Key 59, which the city of that is transparency. So it's no surprise that the more transparent I am, the more intimate I am, that is the gate of intimacy, right? The more intimate I am, the better 
that the the more the right people at the right time find me and the more that I feel really connected to my audience and my community, which has been such a fucking cool part of building a business. Honestly, I, I know that like people talk about like I remember listening to lots of podcast episodes when I was getting into um, business and I was just binging. Yeah, just a ton of business podcasts or YouTube or whatever and hearing people talk about your community and your people and da da da. And I didn't I didn't realize that it was really going to feel like a huge group of internet friends who like all love the same thing and all vibe so much. And that's just, I mean, that's just alignment, you know, that's just like attracting, you know, the, the right people who are going to, you know, help you, like I said, you know, carry out your purpose in, in many ways. And the people that feel like they're part of your fractal, that's another Gene Keys teaching, like calling in the people that are on your soul fractal line that are your soul clients and community members and audience members and whoever, but it really feels fucking amazing. I really enjoy it. So I hope that you enjoy it. I know that many of, you know, many people who listen to this do because I get lots of comments on that all the time in my business, whether it's through courses or through Instagram content, but really roundabout way of saying I'm just noticing a lot, uh, even though I love the transparency and, and, and I find it to be really easy when you've, like as a, as a client when they've paid for a program and they're now in my space and like I know them and I know their name, but on this like very, uh, you know, this free platform that is designed for visibility, I'm just noticing it coming up in a new way. So new level to unlock there, which is fun. But yeah, let's get into everything that I've been thinking about. I've, I've been... <laughs> This is like all of these topics are things that I've been ruminating on pretty aggressively for the last two weeks. They don't feel super clear, but that's, again, kind of part of the reason that I am creating this podcast, which actually let me describe a little bit more of my human design so you can understand why and my gene key so you can understand why a podcast like this is so helpful. So uh, in in the in my in, in my human design, you can actually if you I'll link I'll link a. Uh, I'll link an Instagram post in the show notes of this for you to go check out and see what my human design chart looks like if you're curious about it. And if you want to like see a visual, you can, you know, quickly look up the show notes right now and, and click on that Instagram post. And I think it's on the second page. Uh, go check that out. But yeah, so my human design is I'm a 2-5 emotional manifesting generator with a single definition. And all that that means if you're new to the human design system is just that all of my centers are connected to each other. There's no split groups of definition of defined centers. Um, a split definition would mean like say the head is defined to the ajna and then the sacral is defined to the root and they're not connected any other way. That's a split definition. That's a large split. For me, I have a single definition, which means or I have single definition, not a single definition, but I have single definition, which means everything that is defined, every center that is defined is all connected um, via the channels that I have defined. So I have the the way that my human design looks like is kind of like a swoop, like going like a crescent moon. Um, if you think of like the crescent moon emoji, essentially, because I have my 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 emotional center defined to my sacral center and then that goes up to my throat center and then I have the root defined to my splenic center and that also goes up to the throat center and the main point I'm trying to get at with all of this is that my entire design goes from three motor centers so emotional sacral root and it 
the root filters through the, the splenic center, but all of it just ends up in my throat center in the gate of the now, gate 20. And that's the only gate I have to find in my throat center. I actually don't have any other gates to find uh, in there. And I, and I have two gates reaching towards my throat center. I have the gate 43 and the gate one, but you know, so, so potentially gate 23 and gate eight in the throat center might be ways that I express myself more consistently than the other undefined gates. But the most consistent is gate 20, which is the gate of the now. And what that means, what I love about this gate and like this description, because it feels like I love this description because it feels so true about me. And it's actually a description I borrowed from, from Andrew, uh, is that you don't know what you think until you say it. And beyond that, further than just Andrew's description, these people with gate 20, they don't know what they're going to do until they do it. They don't know what they're going to say until they say it. Like, it's like, you don't know what's going to happen until it's right in the moment in the now. Um, and that's one of the reasons why this podcast is super important to me because I, I have found over my many years of talking and talking and talking and talking, which is part of the thought leadership stuff that I want to get into in this podcast episode, is as I talk and as I process, I channel, first of all. So I like get downloads that I wouldn't get otherwise, like if I'm doing other things, you know, like like talking to me is a great way, is a great place for me to channel. And you could say that the 5720 is that is one of the channels of channeling you could say because it's like intuition in the now right 57 gate of intuition and, and intuitive insight in the splenic center and then directly connected to the now in the throat center but yeah so i channel and then number two i then organize my thoughts which is very much my gate 54.5 mercury so my mercury is this capricorn gate um, of ambition right so my message is about ambition and growth and like material and spiritual growth which is what gate 54 is all about but then there's this line five aspect to it and the line five is the practical thinker the organizer the solution you know provider the problem solver and so when i talk especially like if, if it's something that I don't know beforehand that like that I'm going to say, for example, like if I'm about to share a teaching that I've never taught before because someone's asking me a question that I've never been asked before, as I talk, I get all my thoughts out <laughs> and then I'm able to organ, which number one is the channeling thing. So I may get all these thoughts out and new thoughts I didn't know that I had before. And then number two, I actually am then able to organize them really well. And that helps me a lot with then continuing to develop that thought leadership, whether it be by adding a module on it in a program or by creating a piece of content. And I discovered this years ago when I, on my very first podcast episode, I actually have a playlist of all of the podcast interviews I've ever like been on and I'll link it in the show notes below. Um, but I remember my very first podcast interview I was ever invited on was for my friend Chelsea and she asked, she was, she, her podcast, she was just doing like a series podcast and that it ended at a certain time. It's not like her forever podcast. And it was called the self-love sisterhood. And, uh, she was asking about self-love and, and what I thought self-love was. And in that moment I defined what I thought self-love was, which I first defined as like, well, first you have to be self-aware and then you have to self-accept we have to get to a place a place of neutrality and then we can get to a space of positivity which is self-love and that answer ended up being the foundation of my self-trust method and framework that I taught on for a year and that formed the foundation of my business and the the whole year of 2020 was all about for me which was teaching this self-trust methodology and framework that I taught to many clients in courses and in, and in one-on-ones so that's what I one, it's one of the reasons I feel really, really excited about this podcast with is to get out. I know that there's so much stuff like within me <laughs> that once I just start talking, 
I'm going to get it out. Number two, I'm going to add to it with this channeling thing. I just said channeling when it said one, 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 one. So that's fun. Um, and then number three, I'm going to organize it, which is really nice. And by the way, that's a, what I did just now is a great example of how I organize. I, I recap things and I go one, two, three or four, however many, however many points I just made. Uh, very much a line five Mercury thing. If you're a line five, you might resonate with this. Or maybe it's a Capricorn and Mercury thing. I don't know. You tell me if you're a line five and it's not, <laughs> you don't resonate with it. So that's really exciting. That's one of the pieces of my design. I will say a drawback to my design with this, with a solo podcast like this, is I, I'm a sacral beings and my other gate 20 channel is the 3420. So sacral to throat immediate. And I don't have anything really to respond to um, in a solo episode. Although keep an eye out. Actually, I do because I know this about myself, I am going to actually be doing a lot of like Q&A type podcast episodes where if you follow me on Instagram and you're paying attention to my stories, I'll pop in a question box and put in like one of the ones I'm going to do next. Um, like I'm probably the next episode, it will be a Gene Keys, ask me anything Gene Keys questionnaire. And so I'll do a whole episode, which is just me answering your questions on the Gene Keys, whether it's your Gene Keys or the Gene Keys system in general. And you can ask as many questions as you want. Honestly, the more the better, because that gives me more content to create and not only more content to create in terms of like a strategic business thing and like, woohoo, more content, but it's also more things for me to process and more things for me to develop my, my thought leadership around. So yeah, that that's that's one of the drawbacks, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes right now, um, but I'm still going to find a way to work around it, which is going to be to to create these, um, you know, Q&A things, Q&A boxes so that I can have something to respond to, which will be fun. And the other piece that is a little bit of a drawback, again, not a drawback is a, is a strong word, but I'm just, it's just not like a like a positive aspect necessarily, or like, look, this is so good for this or whatever. Um, But I have a passive brain in the human design system and passive brains are, this is the top left arrow in, if you're looking at the variable in your human design. So top left arrow, active brain points to the left. Anything that's left facing is more active, more, um, you know, more masculine, more young, you could say. I have a right brain, so a more passive brain, a more feminine you know, yin, yin t- way of taking in information. And what that means is the way I take information and the way I take in food and other things that nourish me, I actually just was watching like a three hour, like deep dive into like the top two, air, the, the left arrows yesterday. So it's kind of fun that I'm bringing this up because I'm like, I just reinforced and learned so much about this yesterday. Um, I was watching it while de- uh, designing the new cover of the masterclass that I'm going to release today uh, with the, with Actually, let me say it now because I'm going to launch this after the the mas- after the master class launches. So today I'm going to release a how to read Jinkies charts free masterclass that it's happening on September 24th, 2023. And you can feel free to join me for that. The link will be below once I create it. But once this is out, the link will be there. And if you're listening this way back in the future, I'm not sure if I'll still keep it free. It depends on how that masterclass goes. So it might not be there. But for right now, if you're watching this in real time, that link will be below. But yeah, I was watching it while designing the cover for that. And the cover is so unhappy hinged. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll talk about it later because I still haven't, I still haven't finished the design for it, but it's very, very silly. But anyway, back to the right brain thing. I, I have a right brain in the human design system, which means I take in information passively, kind of like exactly yesterday. I was listening to this like two hour, really aggressive deep dive on the PHS side of the variable system. So the environment arrow and the, and the digestion or the termination arrow, 
while doing something else. The entirety of my uh, human design and gene key certification three and a half years ago when I did it, I just played Candy Crush the whole time as I listened to videos. I like didn't really take notes. Then I, when I started to want to create notes, that's when I created the compendium, which is my human design and gene keys app for, for professionals. And but it wasn't until like six months into the program that I that I really wanted to do that. I'm definitely I take information and very passively. What that then means for something like a solo podcast style is that right brain people don't actually know how much they know until someone asks the right question at the right time to pull out that information. So a lot of times people will ask me something and I'll be like, and I'll just start talking and talking, talking about it. I'm like, I had no idea that I knew so much about this topic. <laughs> um, I remember a few, a few years ago, I mean, I, I had already kind of been teaching on, on things like Instagram and strategy or whatever, but one of my brothers asked me about creating a business Instagram or like a personal brand Instagram for something that he was up to. And I sent him like so many voice notes or like we talked on the phone for like a long ass time. I don't know. I just talked so much about it. And I was like, I had no idea that I knew so much about this, but that's a passive brain thing. And so anyway, back to the solo podcast thing, there's again, no one here to like pull the information out of me necessarily. So I'll be trying to do that as much as possible on my own (laughs) and just more leaning on what I'll be, what I'll be leaning on is like the channeling aspect and the, you know, um, what's the word, the synthesizing information aspect of the line five and then organizing it, um, which will be really fun, but I will be definitely doing a lot of Q and a things, a lot of Q and a podcast episodes. So keep an eye out for those on my Insta stories. So the other piece that is super exciting about a podcast, which um, but going back to the what are some other things in my design that are great for that is in the Gene Keys, my uh, purpose line is the purpose of voice. So a little teaching on that. In the Gene Keys, we have these, I was talking about it in the Gene Keys episode, go listen to that if you haven't listened to that already. But the Gene Keys gives us this path, the spiritual path to awakening, enlightenment, essentially by being ourselves, by being the most authentic uh, way we can be with ourselves, with our business and with our relationships, or rather with ourselves, then relationships and then soul-led career. And the first part of that sequ- the first part of that path, which is called the golden path, is the sequence of the self, which is the activation sequence. And that's all about becoming more yourself, that having a greater capacity to be yourself by dealing with your personal challenges and your personal breakthroughs. And the way that we then take the next step into relationships is we have to commit to being ourselves and that is our purpose. And that's why that last sphere in that sequence, I'll link a post if you want to get a view of the activation sequence um, in the show notes below. You want to see what that looks like. The last sphere of that sequence is called the sphere of purpose because your purpose is to be yourself. And this sphere is Uh, imprinted by the unconscious earth placement in the human design system and the anything that's unconscious is dealing with the body it's dealing with the how the physical vehicle works it's dealing with the unconscious the things that your body just does without thinking about it like pumping your heart or taking you know breathing at night you don't really normally have to think about breathing anyway um and so we're looking at the body which means that for the sphere of purpose the, our purpose lies somewhere in our physical body, the way in which our true gifts and purpose and, and, you know, genius is going to come alive is through some vehicle in the body. And for me, I'm a two five. And so this, the line of my unconscious earth is a line five and the line five purpose in the gene keys is the line of voice. (laughs) So 
I'm here to, to talk. The way in which my purpose is going to carry out is by speaking. Um, like the wide reach of the spoken voice is the vehicle for my genius to come alive. And so all that to say, those are the three well, first of all, before I like synthesize everything, I just think that's really fucking cool. There's so many things I've done with my voice in the past. I used to sing. I was in choir for a long time. I, um, I, uh, um, I performed in the Houston Grand Opera as a kid. That was my first gig. And I think I actually spoke about that in the story episode. Now I can't remember, but, but yeah, so like, I think that's super exciting. And part of what I want to talk about today is the, is the idea of thought leadership through the spoken voice. And in a meta way is what I'm, what I'm intending to do with this podcast and what this podcast really is a vehicle for, for me. So all that to say, this is, this podcast is an excellent vehicle for me in terms of my human design, really aligned with the, you know, single definition ending in the throat in gate 20 with that 54.5, you know, Mercury means I'm going to channel information and then synthesize it and, and really be able to formulate deeper teachings. The more that I talk and develop my thought leadership. And then in the gene keys, literally the way in which my purpose is going to come alive is through the wide reach of the spoken voice. So, wow. Yeah. 20 minute tangent on my human design and my gene keys aside, which I hope you can start to play with and see if you have some similar things to me or maybe some different things and see how that lands for you. Let's chat about the launch, this idea of thought leadership, mastery, things that I've been wanting to talk about and have been like ruminating on for the last couple of weeks. So a quick thing on this launch and kind of the way that I that I launch in general, if this is the first time that I'm creating a program, I don't actually create it before I then sell it. So right now, as I'm promoting this program and opening up enrollment, it's the the program doesn't actually exist yet. It's going to be created over the next six to nine months once the kickoff call begins, which is October 16th. And the reason for that is number one, just a business strategy that I like. I like validating my things in the market before I create them. It gives me something to respond to. If I'm selling a program that I spent, especially for a program like this with the master key, it's going to take me six to nine months to create. That's why I'm like calling it that length of a program. And so imagine if I had spent six to nine months creating this program and then put it on for sale and nobody bought it. That would just be such an intense waste of time. Maybe not a waste of time, you know, but but definitely not a great time in business. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'd be really enjoying myself if that was something that I'd done, that if I had spent a lot of time creating something and then nobody bought it. And I've done this for many of my programs. Um, the Actually, the only program I never did that for was Readings on Repeat, which is my human design and Gene Keys reading business program that teaches you how to set up a reading business if you're an astromancer. Um, because I just the the content just came through in a few days and it felt really good and I and I put it out but for every other con every other course I've created even my my app I put out I I put things out for pre-sale and then and I set myself a a flexible time (laughs) limit and I create it during that time and if nobody buys it then I don't then I don't make it Um, that hasn't actually ever happened where nobody has bought something uh, except actually recently I decided to take down um, I created a branding program called Soul Paint and after a few days, I got COVID and, and nobody had bought yet. And so I just um, took that down and, and moved on 
uh, COVID felt like a good time to, to pivot a launch. I Last year, actually, I got COVID when I was launching this program, the Master Key, and I pivoted away from that launch as well. So I don't know, it feels like COVID is a time to like revamp and, and take a different direction in business. <clears throat> but yeah, so I've been launching this program, which means I'm just creating a lot of Instagram content and email content and just, yeah, like just I'm developing the the brand of the program as I create it. That's one of the things that always that I like to do essentially is and part of part of what I just spoke about in in with my human design. It's like the more that I talk about something, the more I develop my thought leadership around it. So actually, let me talk about that really quick. This idea of thought leadership, which is the thing that that is like really coming through that that I want to share in this podcast episode. And, and again, very meta is about is why I have a podcast in general. But as a person like myself in the education space, so I'm a course creator, I'm a coach, I'm in a, I'm in the realm of education. I don't think that every single like thing, I don't think that this applies to every single type of type of business owner or, or type of career, but definitely someone in the education space. Thought leadership is leadership, like is the way that you are going to to make a name for yourself and be seen. And what is thought leadership? Thought leadership is thinking a thought no one has thought before. <laughs> putting a, a, a new take or putting a new spin on it could be old stuff or just creating just brand new stuff right um uh leaders leaders go first and if we're thinking of thought leadership it's like you you're the first person to have that thought or the first person at least to put to put that thought out and not only is it about creating new thoughts or, or new new spins or, or new idea which what is what is a new thought anyway it's just like a new idea or a new concept I also believe that people who are thought leaders and thought leadership in general, it requires you to not only just create new stuff, but also really develop that new thing. Um, it's not, it's by that, I mean, it's not enough to say, um, what's a, what's a, what's a th- example of thought leadership? Well, okay. So an example of a, of a post that's, that I've been really like ruminating on and, and practicing on, I spoke about how as a line to life's work, dancing is a really fantastic embodiment practice and yada yada. That's not like a super new thought, um, but the Gene Keys doesn't necessarily teach it exactly like that, but it's like a semi new thought. But it's not just enough for me to say that and be like, yep, if you're like aligned to life's work, dancing is a great embodiment practice. I have been thinking a lot about the dancer embodiment and particularly because I go to so many concerts and I I was a dancer growing up my whole life. I dance, like I was saying in the first episode, I danced in by the time I graduated high school, four different dance companies. Um, and I was dancing six hours a day all summer. I was competing, all that kind of stuff. And then in the, you know, fast forward to like my, my late twenties, like there's not really a lot of opportunities to dance like that anymore. I actually tried to take a dance class last year when I moved back to Boston. Uh, one of my friends was teaching it that I danced with in college and I, my back hurt for six weeks after that. So I was like, I can't, I just don't really want to do that. But I love live music. I love music in general so much. I, I'm listening to Spotify all the time. Last year, my Spotify rap put me at like some, like the 99th percentile of like listeners. Like I just, I have music on all the time. I love it. And I love to see my favorite musicians play live. And I have a lot of really favorite musicians because I listen to a fuck ton of music. And part of what is so joyful about going and seeing people live is seeing, you know, your heroes play the songs that you love. I do love the fame aspect of it, which we get into in a second, but I love the dancing aspect of it. And I really discovered this last year when I started going to concerts really, really consistently because number one, I had prioritized it. 
for the first time in my life. Number two, it was COVID ending or COVID had ended. So I could actually go to concerts. And then number three, I actually had the money to go to concerts. I was going to concerts all the time. And I really discovered how free I felt in a place where this is also very much the line to brand of passion. It's like, it was in a space where everyone was passionate about that particular artist. And, and even if they weren't, it was, it was a safe space for me to be as passionate as possible and for me that means dancing full out (laughs) like I am that person that takes up a lot of space which is something that I've really also been stepping into is like taking up space at a concert venue I found that that there's so many times where I will hold my place in a in the crowd and then someone will like cut right in front of me and in the and particularly men and in the past I've just like let that person come in and take up my space and more recently in the last couple months of me doing this I have asked people yo like back up like I was here before I'm trying to dance like I don't want (laughs) to I was at a concert on Friday I booked concerts over this past weekend number one because they were just my favorite people and they happened to be in town but two was like perfect timing because I just launched the master key waitlist in the podcast it was a perfect time for me to like get into my dance vibe but like this guy was like behind me and he was like what's your name like in between sets and I literally turned around and said I don't really want to talk do you mind backing up (laughs) I just want I'm just here to dance I don't want to talk especially not with the throat issues that I've been dealing with which is a whole other podcast episode but anyway so it's not enough for me to say yeah going back to this it's like I've been really thinking about um dancing in an embodiment practice. And I realized going to so many concerts and dancing so much by myself at home, that dancing is actually not just an embodiment practice for me and like a trauma release practice. Cause you're like, you know, shaking out your nervous system, which is great. It's also a manifestation practice because I had this realization of going to so many concerts. I think the first time it happened was maybe like a few months ago where it felt really clear at excision specifically. Um, I think June. Yeah. Where I was, I was like dancing to excision and I was like, I was able to jump so clearly into like a future version of me that was at a similar type of concert, but had a life, had the life that I was manifesting, like the, the business, the, the friends, the travel, the, the, the living situation, the partner, the health, whatever. It was very easy for me to, because the way I describe it is like, because dance is such a replicable experience, like you can dance anywhere. You can dance in your living room. You can dance at a concert. Dancing at a concert, very replicable experience if you go to tons of concerts like me. And especially if you wear the same outfit, because I wear the same, I wear a black, black leggings and a blank tank top every time I go. It's just like my favorite concert outfit. It feels really good. feel really free. If you're having such a replicable experience all the time, it's easy to imagine it happening in the future and particularly when it's an embodiment practice, meaning you're in your body and not in your head. Because obviously, like, you can imagine, like, if you have cereal every day, like, you can imagine eating your cereal in the future home that you want, like, the future cereal and, like, sitting across from, like, the partner that you want or the kids that you want or whatever. But that's, like, it's a little harder in my experience because it's really in the mind and it's really mental versus, like, dancing as an embodiment practice. It's so easy to just close your eyes and get lost in the movement and very easily, at least for me, really jump like make make the quantum leap essentially to to a future timeline. And so that's an example of thought leadership. No, I don't know anyone that's ever said that before. Um, I mean, you've heard, I think uh, nobody, nobody uh, is saying that that me saying that dancing is an embodiment practice is new. Everyone, there's tons of people that say dancing is an embodiment practice because it is. But I've never heard anyone say, and it's also a manifestation practice because it's such a replicable experience that you can imagine it happening at any future point in time. It translates seamlessly as a physical state. So not only, so, so anyway, what I mean by that, 
what's like the point of all of this is I've just been really thinking a lot about the idea of thought leadership and and why as as a as a as a coach and as an educator why it's so important and last year when I was launching this program the master key I really just like I definitely wanted to put my own spin on the gene keys because I think I have a very like helpful and practical way of looking and teaching at the Gene Keys because I hear this all the time from all my reading clients and and people that I've taught the Gene Keys to in the past and other programs. But this year, I think this is why I needed to pivot last year. This year, it's been so clear that the only way this thing is really going to feel like, number one, a true like joy of my life's work and like self-expression. And also the only way it's really going to attract the type of people that I want who are like essentially the people I want to attract is like people who are also leaders and, and who are thinking, doing their own thinking and not necessarily just wanting answers is if I create this program with the intention of it being like a product of my thought leadership. And by that, I mean, I have to be creating original stuff and I and thinking new concepts and developing new um, ideas and deepening those, not just saying a random new thing and then letting it be, but actually backing it up, um, explaining what I mean and developing that that thought leadership. And so as I had that intention of like, you know, I really because I was I was doing a lot of visualization work to really imagine and then dancing and body work, but dancing embodiment work to really imagine what the best outcome would be for me. And, and it really feels like I'm, you know, what what the vision that always comes up is like, I'm like, you know, teaching these programs, n- new things are coming through. I'm teaching my own um, practices that I've added into my own Gene Keys practice. I'm blending it with human design and astrology and, and the I Ching, which I love to do. And then I'm receiving lots of great feedback from people that are also my students who are also thinking their own thoughts and kind of really developing this thought leadership further and people who take responsibility for their results, who study hard um, and who have a high level of, of integrity when it comes to learning these systems. And, you know, as I, as I was visualizing all of that, it was just really clear to me that, that it needs, it really needs to be, um, yeah, a product of my thought leadership. And so then the clarity that I got from that is to actually, if that's the intention of the product for it to be a product of my thought leadership, then the content to promote it also has to be that. And that's been like such a fun part of this launch process is creating, I created a, I like to create series on my Instagram posts, um, but I kind of created this new series on the fly called Gene Keys in Practice, which is like how it's not just me teaching just pure theory of the Gene Keys of like what's in the courses and what's in the textbook, which you can just get in the courses and then the, and then the textbook, but actually getting someone that knows actually what that means and has real life examples to back it up and has then their own, you know, additions to that concept, that pure source concept to then make it more applicable or make it land more or translate it in a way that makes more sense. And so, and what I've noticed and the whole point that I'm trying to make with this is that that's super motherfucking magnetic. (laughs) Um, I've gotten such amazing feedback from those types of posts, honestly, kind of more like, like, not all like not honestly or like sheepishly but like just straight up I've gotten better feedback on those posts than just the posts of me just straight up teaching the gene keys and just teaching theory because again you can get that anywhere there's a, there's tons of people um including the gene keys folks themselves who are teaching the gene keys source theory um but what's really exciting and what people what I've noticed that people really want or at least my audience really wants because it's something that I want. So we're attracting like attracts like, um, hashtag Sergey Moss, um, like calls to like, but yeah, like the, the posts that 
are a product of my own contemplation, my own synthesis, my own um, putting everything into practice and then giving you my very much line three vocation, right? Experimenting with it and then giving you the results of it, what worked and what didn't work. That those kinds of posts, that kind of content, which is, again, my thought leadership being developed and then shared into the world, have done the best for me and have given and, and I've received the best feedback from that. And one of the cool parts about this launch process that I always experience with all my other launches when I launch something before it's been created is the launch content helps me to frame how the program is going to go. Because as I'm thinking about the program and creating content around it, just like with the gate 20 thing in the line five, it's like it helps me to channel new stuff, get insights and synthesize topics that I hadn't before and then put them together in a way that makes sense. And so, so much of this launch promotional content um, has actually impacted the way that this program is going to go, which is going to be really fun. So that's like just the, the, the real life things in my life that has, that have really reflected back to me or, 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 um, put in my mind this idea of thought leadership. But one of the things that, that I want to share about it just overall that I've always kind of thought about is this idea of the thought leaders that you follow and, and specifically with audio content like podcasts, um, this idea that those people, those thought leaderships that, that you are, those thought leaders that you love that share a lot of content in particular audio content like podcasts or courses that they actually become a voice in your head and a voice of good is what I mean by that. People who, um, like think think of like anyone that you love to binge. Hopefully it's one of those people who's me, which would be great. Um, although there's only four episodes right now, so not to, not a crazy amount to binge. Although, like I said, you could listen to all my um, podcast interviews below if you want to hear me talk a lot more about human design and jinkies and my story and things like that. But people that think like the people that you love to binge, they often go back to their thought leadership and say the same kinds of things over and over again that they that they have like these concepts that they've created, that they've developed and that they lean, lean on all of the time. But yeah, it's just been something that's been really on my mind lately. And I've, I've seen the impact of it. I've seen how my audience responds. I've seen how much better I feel when I'm creating new, yeah, creating new things rather than just um, repeating or trying to just put like a slightly different spin on something. It's like, no, I'm actually taking this information in, digesting it, experimenting with it, contemplating it, ex- ex- you know, playing with it and seeing what the result of that is. And then not only just sharing it at a, at a surface level, but actually uh, developing it further, adding the depth to it. And it's just something that I, that I wanted to bring up because it's been, it's been so fun for me and it's been also really good for me <laughs> in terms of how, how um, both like Instagram engagement is going and also how the launch is going. So I wanted to, to share and see how that lands for you and, and just to think of where are the places where you could be developing your thought leadership further. What what do you want to be a leader of? Like what community do you want to be a leader of? What concept do you want to be at the cutting edge of? The cutting edge, right? The first, that's like the bow of the ship, that the, the first part of the ship that cuts through the water. It's the first part of that ship that, that touches that new that new horizon and it's doing it over and over and over again because it's first and it's first again then it's first again so what what topic do you want to be at the cutting edge of maybe it's human design maybe it's gene keys maybe it's astrology maybe it's something else um and how can you this is really this is really a roundabout way of saying walk the walk (laughs) you know and then share and then share about it 
rather than just parroting um, and repeating, which look at the beginning, you kind of have to start there um, so that you can understand it, so that you can play with it. But the more that you, whatever it is that you want to become an expert in or, or be seen as an expert in, in whatever field you're in, the more that you can just develop your own concepts further and and be able to back them up, especially with experience and, and real life examples and, and data, so to speak. It always, it's fine if it's anecdotal data, you can bet that I'm not like taking any sort of quantifiable data in my business when it comes to, you know, 60% of people this with gene keys. I don't know, like there's, I'm not doing any sort of quantifiable data, but it's all anecdotal and it's all real life experience. And it's just something I'm really excited about right now. So I wanted to share it with you. But yeah, that is everything for this episode. This was a little bit, as expected, a little bit harder to record just because there were so many thoughts in my mind. And I and I spoke on lots of things that I, I as I was talking, I was like, ah, I want to expand on this further. So there will be more podcast episodes uh, on some of the topics that I shared today. And yeah, that's it. So yeah, right now, the Master Key Gene Keys Reader Training is opening on September 24th. Uh, this Sunday after the Detangle Masterclass, How to Read Gene Keys Charts. And if you're into something like that, if you want to learn from me and learn how to learn the Gene Keys, learn how to read Gene Keys Charts, coach and teach the Gene Keys, then definitely go check that out over on Instagram. You can sign up for the free masterclass. You can DM me um, or not on Instagram. Check out the links below. That's where that will be. And that's it. All right. We will talk soon. I'll see you next time. All right, my friend, thanks for joining me on another ride aboard the Shortcuts to Mastery spaceship. You can get started on your human design and Gene Keys journey with me today for free by going to mariahenning.com slash chart, which is linked below. If you're a visuals lover, as well as an audiophile, then definitely join the party over on Instagram at bymariahenning for lots of fun and beautiful educational content and to tag me in the stories with the episodes you listen to so I can repost you. And of course, if you're here, you know it totally rocks for podcasts to receive great ratings. So if you're feeling warm and fuzzy and want to share, I'd be eternally grateful. I can't wait to connect again. Thanks for being here. And until next time, here's to everything going easier, better, and faster than expected.